Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Eric Erickson here across the nation. I hope you're having a great day. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Forget all the other texting words that I give you. I just want to give you one. The phone number to text to is 33777. Text the word donate to 33777. Text the word donate to 33777. I'm going to send you back a link to the Israeli Red Cross. It's a very special link. It's not a general fundraising link. The former mayor of New York City, Mike Bloomberg, is a multi-billionaire, and he is pledging to match every gift given. So if you give a million dollars, he's going to give a million dollars. If you give a thousand, he's going to give a thousand. If you give five dollars, He's going to give $5. If you think, well, I, I can't afford a lot. I can only afford five bucks. Well, it suddenly becomes 10, thanks to Mike Bloomberg. If you're generous and can give $100, it suddenly becomes 200, thanks to Mike Bloomberg. There is no catch and there is no cap. He's going to match every dollar given. There is no cap. He's got billions of dollars in which to do it, and he intends to do it to help Israel. If you text the word donate, to 33777. It's a link Mike Bloomberg has pushed out. Uh, I'm a recipient of it. It is a real link. It is confirmed. Uh, He's being very public. It's on the Mike Bloomberg uh, website as well. You can go there, but if you text donate to 33777, it goes straight to the Israeli Red Cross's Bloomberg portal where they're raising this money to help the people of Israel. Now, I want to start here with a phone call before I really get into what I want to talk about. Gary, I don't want to leave you on hold here on this. Thank you very much for being a part of the show. Hey, Eric. It's a very sad day in our world, you know. Um, I'd like to just paint a really quick picture for people that aren't Jewish. I'm 67 years old, and I remember back in the 60s going down to Miami Beach and seeing my bubby, my grandmother. And she was a Holocaust survivor. I'm sorry, but uh, I couldn't even imagine, you know, I s- remember smelling her coconut oil, you know, every time I was a kid. And I couldn't even imagine having her shot after she survived the Holocaust, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, bud. No, you know. Gary. I look, I'm I- I'm glad you called. Um yeah, look, <laughs> look, you're not going to make me cry here, Gary. I cry enough. Um, uh, look, I, I appreciate it. I, I really do. And I, I'm, I'm glad you shared. I'll, I'll let you go there. It is emotional. I don't want those pictures in my head. I've tried not to talk about this subject to my wife in front of my kids, and, and I couldn't help it. I don't want them to have the nightmares of it. And there are those who say you should look, force yourselves to look. I don't want to look. I don't want it in my head, and there it is. I can't get it out. It's haunting stuff, and it didn't happen to me. I just saw the pictures. Think of it to the people it happened to. Oh, it's it's awful. It is awful stuff. And then think about the people who are denied it. I haven't seen the pictures. It, it's not real. What about, what about, what, what about over here? There's no whataboutism for decapitated babies. One of the things I lament on this program is how quickly so many people on the left and the right are to label each other 
morally reprehensible or evil. We we all um, we all have people on the other side we dislike. If you're a Democrat, there are lots of Republicans that you dislike. If you're a Republican, there are lots of Democrats you dislike. If you're a conservative, there are lots of progressives and liberals you don't like. If you're a liberal or progressive, there are lots of conservatives you don't like. And too often, it's too easy right now to call each other evil. You dislike something or other. You dislike a policy. You just decide the people are evil. There is evil. I mean, I look at the the transgenderism issue and, and the push to get kids prepubescent teens on on puberty blockers and and be convinced it's it's a social um, madness that that's sweeping through and and it is evil. I don't think all of the people who believe it are evil. I think they're misguided. They've bought into an ideology and a theory, and that doesn't make them evil. The proponents of it, the people who are pushing it willfully with an agenda, yes, but not not everybody. They're, they're good people who just happen to disagree with us. I think they're wrong on the issue, but they're not evil. And sometimes it's hard to distinguish between who's just wrong and who is evil. And you have to note sometimes as well that there are those on the other side who think you're evil too. I think abortion is bad. I think abortion is evil. There are people on the other side who look at me and say, well, denying women access to health care, denying them their fundamental right of abortion, that's an evil. Disagree with them. But a lot of times, overwhelming, more often than not, when you on either side of the aisle, left or right, say someone you disagree with on public policy is evil, you're not really you're not really meaning it. You're saying it, but there's a real difference between I disagree with this person and this person is evil. Or this is a bad person. Everyone's so it's so easy to say this is a bad person. I disagree with them. I I don't like the policies they advance. I think the policies are bad. Therefore, they too are a bad person. It's become very common to do that. It's become very common to call people who are not racist racist because you disagree with them. I had to preface that. I had to put that first to be able to say what I'm about to say. Sometimes the people you think are bad and evil sure as heck are bad and evil. It's why we should be careful labeling everyone we disagree with in those ways because then it waters down this. Harper's Bazaar. The magazine, they still have those. Harper's Bazaar. The editor of Harper's Bazaar is out saying that what Israel is doing by cutting off water and power to the Gaza Strip that it is, in her words, the most inhumane thing I have ever seen in my life. That's what she said. Most inhumane thing she has seen in her life. Did she not see the dead bodies? Did she not see 
the video from my grandmother's Facebook account where Hamas live streamed putting a bullet in her face? Did she not see the crib full of blood from where they slaughtered the baby? Has she not seen the pictures of the charred dead babies and dead people in the back of the car? She thinks cutting off water and power is the most inhumane thing she's ever seen. This woman is an obfuscator of an apologist for evil. The Los Angeles Times can shut the hell up lecturing me about election denialism when it's got an investigative reporter who, even after the president of the United States confirmed the decapitated babies were real, says, I didn't see the pictures. I don't know that this is anything other than Jewish propaganda. You know those Zionists. MSNBC, outside of 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. when Morning Joe is on, is filled with anti-Semites who are engaged in both sides. Oh, yeah, what Hamas did to Israel is bad, but what Israel's doing to Palestine is really, really bad. The Southern Poverty Law Center has been lecturing us on Indigenous Peoples Day and trans rights and can't find one bit of space on its website to denounce anti-Semitism. There are some silver linings here. Sri Thandar is a very progressive member of Congress. Sri Thandar, he is a very progressive member of Congress. He has renounced his membership in the Democratic Socialists of America for their backing Hamas. But Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Ed Markley, Bernie Sanders, they're all engaged in whataboutism. Oh, what Hamas did was bad, but look at what Israel has done over the years to provoke it. My friend Jonah Goldberg put in a piece by George Takai, who lamented like uh, the Japanese in internment camps in the United States and the treatment of the people of Gaza and that Israel keeping them contained in Gaza, of course they're going to lash out violently. I don't remember the Jewish or the Japanese Americans getting out of the internment camps and deciding to show up at schools and music festivals and lop off people's heads because they had been kept in internment camps. I don't remember them doing that. It actually speaks very little of George Takai that he thinks that, that that's the response We're dealing with bad people. These are bad people. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a bad person. Rashida Tlaib is a bad person. George Takai is a bad person. The New York Times editorialists refused to call the Hamas uh, terrorists terrorists. They referred to them as gunmen until there was outrage from their subscribers, and they changed it. We're dealing with bad people at the New York Times. We're dealing with bad people at the Southern Poverty Law Center. We're dealing with bad people. And I, I, I want to, you to hear this very clearly. I am very proud. I, I want to say this. I want to look right at my camera so Philip can put it on Instagram. I am very proud of my president of the United States this week, Joe Biden.
He is your president. He is my president. And I'm very proud of him for his moral clarity about Israel. His brave and bold stand in a party filled with anti-Semites, he stood before the camera. He condemned Hamas with no nuance. He supported Israel with no nuance. He supported Israel's right to not just defend itself, but to respond to Hamas with no nuance. But I am amazed that the President of the United States of America can stand up and look at the cameras, can support Israel with no nuance, condemn Hamas with no nuance, can lecture Republicans about their threats to democracy with election denialism, and yet that man in all of his moral clarity will not say one condonory, condonory word towards anybody on the left who is practicing anti-Semitism. He has yet to call out Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He has yet to call out Rashida Tlaib. He's yet to call out Bernie Sanders. He's yet to call out all the Democrats denying the dead babies are real. He's yet to call them out. He's yet to hold them accountable for their rhetoric. He's willing to lecture Republicans for lies about the election, but not say one damn word to anyone on his side who's backing Hamas and denying the tragedy of what happened in Israel. All of the moral clarity in the world about Israel and Hamas gets you no leadership from Joe Biden holding his own side accountable, and that's a problem. Those of you on the left who want to lecture people on the right about Donald Trump and his statements and his behavior and election denialism and lies and threats to democracy, you all can really shut up now because you people are on the side of Holocaust deniers who refuse to believe babies have been decapitated because you just can't accept that the people you support are the monsters the rest of us have told you they are. You can stop your moral preening at this moment over election denialism and Republicans and Donald Trump when you stand on the side of Holocaust deniers, you stand on the side of men who murdered Holocaust survivors, you stand on the side of men who chopped off the heads of babies, you stand on the side of butchers and monsters, and you can't call them out for their own. You have to engage in whataboutism and what about other people did. You have provided complexity to avoid moral clarity so you can shut the hell up about lecturing me on the quality and character of Republican candidates for office. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager, you don't want to be the bad guy with your employees, Bambi can play the role of HR for you, $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat, they do onboardings, terminations, they help your team members get to peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. This week is not good for my blood pressure. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here, 877-973-7425. Uh, my, my, my beloved call screener only occasionally will let someone come on the radio who wants to say something nice about me, but he's allowed Paul through. So, Paul, I'm going to take your phone call. Uh, Eric, I just want to tell you thank you for what you do. I don't know exactly how you do it, 
it's one place I get sensibility and truth. I listen to you pretty much every day. I just want to say God bless you and thank you, sir. Man, well, Paul, look, I appreciate it. This is this has been a challenging week. It really has. Um, so I appreciate the kind sure words. Um, thank you very much. Paul, where are you calling from, by the way? Uh, from Claremont, Florida. Claremont, Florida. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I saw your, your area code of the call screen program. I was like, that doesn't look like a Georgia area code. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm glad my, my call screener allowed you through. I, I appreciate it very much. Um, I, I'll let you go there because I, I got to get to an ad break, but thank you. Um, and, and a lot of you have emailed. And I appreciate it. This is just, this, this is not a good week. And it's one of those weeks where I would really like for the pace of news to change, and it just doesn't appear to be going away anytime soon. Um, it, it's emotionally grueling. It is emotionally grueling stuff. I just, I, I gotta, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of flabbergasted by the the people who can't bring themselves to just say, Killing innocent people is bad, and there's going to be a response. Innocent people die in war. Israel, so many media headlines are Israel is going to war with Hamas. I think Hamas went to war with Israel, and now it's responding. And it's just you need to be aware of the lack of moral clarity. And by the way, this is on the left and the right. You got people at Turning Point USA spreading pro-Hamas propaganda. You got to hold both sides accountable. Vivek Ramaswamy saying you only care about this because of money. You got to hold these people accountable on both sides. That's why I like Americans for Prosperity. That's what they do. They hold both sides accountable. They they believe in free markets and free people, and they're willing to take on the left and the right when they waver from those ideals. And, and that's what I like, the accountability. You too should be a part of Americans for Prosperity, and you can by going to americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. AmericansforProsperity.org slash Eric. You go sign up with Americans for Prosperity. You're joining over 4 million activists around the country fighting for free markets and free people, fighting for limited government, fighting against Bidenomics, fighting against the insanity in Washington, but providing solutions and providing hope. Go to AmericansforProsperity.org slash Eric today. Sign up. They've got chapters in 36 states. They're starting chapters in the other states as well. In fact, they're on a nationwide bus tour right now, educating Americans about why Bidenomics actually is bad for them and how you can turn it around and reignite the American dream. It is AmericansforProsperity.org slash Eric. AmericansforProsperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Join a movement that's bigger than yourself, that's nationwide, that's dedicated to free markets and free people. There's just not a lot of humor this week. I, I'm I, I'm trying to fill the void with other stuff. Um, welcome. It is Eric Erickson. Uh, the phone number is 877-973-7425. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, Chuck, I want to go to you first, Chuck. Chuck, welcome to the show. How are you? Chuck, you there? Up. Oh. Did I? Yep, I pushed the button. Chuck, can you hear me? Chuck. All right, Chuck, we're going to put you back on hold. We'll let Charlie check on you here in a little bit and see what happened there. Um. Okay. Can we have a conversation? Because I, I need to have a conversation with myself after all of this. 
So let me just let you eavesdrop on my inner monologue, I guess, because this is really more to me than the rest of you. One of the most difficult things in life, it's hard, is to love your neighbor when you don't like them. I'm I'm just I'm I'm amazed this week by the level of callousness of people who pre-programmed to be so hateful towards Israel to have bought in all the lies and propaganda all the anti-semitism they just they can't even bring themselves to call out the atrocity of killing dead babies that it's bad that they got a what about it yes it's bad but there's no but to killing babies. Just say it's wrong. They shouldn't have done it. And, and that you got to qualify it, that you got to say yes, but. No, there is no but to killing babies. It's bad. It's not a surprise that the people who want to give a but to it are the people who are perfectly fine decapitating babies so long as they're a certain distance inside a birth canal still. And yet... I mean, not all of you share my faith convictions, but but mine say love your neighbor. Mine does not say love your neighbor unless your neighbor says something you don't like or endorses something you don't like or says yes, but you still got to love your neighbor. That is really hard at times like this. I was having a conversation with my wife last night. You know, so my wife, I most of you know this. I think my my wife really just uh, part of me is scared of her. I love her dearly. Um, she's doing a strongman competition at the end of the month um, in Woodstock, Georgia, and she wants to pull a UPS truck. My wife has stage four lung cancer for which there is no cure, and she wants to do a strongman competition. She's been training for. Okay, y'all, y'all know y'all can find this funny. She sent me a picture the other day. My wife is deadlifting like 240 at this point. She started, she couldn't deadlift 70. She's been going to this trainer. She, she, now she's at like 240. I mean, the, the barbell she was using had 70-pound weight plates on it. And the very first thing I saw in this picture is not that my wife is awesome or my wife is strong or, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. It's that, doggone it, i got to make sure she can't outlive me. I'm killing myself to make sure my wife can't catch up to me with deadlifts. There's a level of pride. I can't let her do it. And here she is. She's creeping up on my death. Mine's right over 300 now. She's getting up there. But she was she was talking to me last night. She follows a person on Instagram who's a, a Muslim lady who's a weightlifter who has all this, this Palestine stuff and pro-Palestine and support Palestine and She's like, is she supporting Hamas? Do I want to follow her? And it's like, you know, I disagree with her. She's been brainwashed and indoctrinated. I mean, the the kids in, in these schools in the Middle East, they're taught to hate Israel. Most of you didn't grow up where I grew up. I thankfully went to an American school. I was, the pages of the textbooks that referenced Israel were either redacted or torn out. I remember the first time I ever saw the Israeli flag. I was in ninth grade. 
I was surrounded by really, really smart kids at a very good school, and we were in Greece on a field trip. And our teacher pointed out the Israeli flag. None of us knew what it was. We had never seen it before. You pulled out an encyclopedia. Those used to be the books you would go to for information. Now we go to the Internet. All the pages referencing Israel were cut out. All of the maps said Palestine. Subtle indoctrination. And in the Arabic schools and the government schools, you were taught to hate Israel. So I can't hate someone from the Middle East who hates Israel because they were indoctrinated. They were brainwashed. They have no idea what they don't know. But then I look at people here who can't just say dead babies are wrong. They've got to caveat it. They've got to carve it up. They've got to complicate it to avoid moral clarity. It's really hard to love your neighbor sometimes. But, you know, I've been to seminary. I didn't just read the passage in Scripture that says, love your neighbor as yourself. I read it in the Greek. I read it. It's from Mark 12. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. It comes from Deuteronomy. The second of this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. This is a restatement of God's command to the Jewish people in Deuteronomy. Love love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. And I've read. I, I read the Greek. I went back to the Hebrew in the Old Testament and I read it. And there's no exceptions. There's no exceptions and that's what makes it so hard. There's no carve-outs. There's no exceptions. There, there's, there's no caveats. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. Not love your neighbor except when your neighbor has political views you disagree with. Not love your neighbor except they're justifying monstrous acts, therefore it's okay, you don't have to love them. No, it says love your neighbor as yourself. So sometimes you just have to suck it up and move past someone's views you disagree with to be able to love your neighbor. Sometimes you got to build a meaningful relationship with your neighbor where you might be able to change their hearts and change their minds. But you can't do that if you're a jerk to them. You can't do that if you're the brain biblical donkey who refuses to do what God commands you to do. Love your neighbor. It's hard. I mean, let's let's just accept it's it's hard to love your neighbor. It's you know this this scene in scripture where Jesus says to love your neighbor. It comes after he's flipped over the tables in the temple and driven out the money changers. So it doesn't mean give up moral clarity. It doesn't give up. Doesn't mean give up holding people to a higher moral standard. 
but it means sometimes you're going to encounter people in life who you think are bad people, who you believe are misguided people, who you would prefer to have nothing to do with. Still, you got to love that person, and oh my gosh, it's hard. Because I got a lot of hate in my heart this week, y'all. I do. I don't like horror movies. I don't like to get that stuff in my head. I have a hard time getting that stuff out of my head. And this week has been one nonstop horror movie. Seeing the bodies of the dead, their eyes open. Seeing the charred remains of children. That's hard stuff. There was a story in one of the Jewish newspapers this week. Jewish couple, senior citizens. They lived in the kibbutz. Four Hamas terrorists stormed into their house to kill them. One of the members of Hamas held a grenade to the elderly lady's head. Her name is Rachel. And as he was yelling at her, Rachel, and and all of my Jewish friends will recognize this as a Jewish grandmother if ever there was one, Rachel says to the Hamas terrorists holding the, the grenade next to her head, you look hungry, come, I should feed you. And she made them food and made them eat. And she told them it would be disrespectful if they killed her before she made them food to eat. And she made them eat. And then when another one of them got angry with her and started yelling that it was time for them to die to prepare for martyrdom, she said, but you look like you're hungry. Come, let me cut up some pineapple for you. And she fed him pineapple. And then another one was agitated, and she said, you must be in pain. Look at your wounds on your hand. And she bandaged his hand. She nursed him like a grandmother would nurse a grandchild. And all the while, she was signaling to her grandson and her son, who were Israeli policemen and soldiers, how many there were and where they were located. And she fed those men and she read them from the Jewish prayer book. And she read them the early stories of the Bible to which they have a shared faith before the division of Isaac and Ishmael. She read them the story of how Abraham came to the land. She read them the story of Adam and Eve. And she read with them the prayers. And while she was praying with them and praying to them and sharing the Torah with them and feeding them and nursing their wounds and providing them water to calm their thirst and nerves, her son and grandson and soldiers came in through the attic and gunned down the gunman. And she loved her neighbor. She loved her neighbor. And it saved her life. And still... They eradicated evil. 
but she loved her neighbor, and that saved her life. Sometimes you got to love your neighbor, even when you don't want to love your neighbor. And it's weeks like this where you have to push yourself to do it. This lady, Rachel, she loved her neighbor. She bandaged their wombs and she fed the men who were there to kill her. And that saved her life. And there's a lesson there for all of us. But still, people are stupid. My gosh. And sometimes you don't want to love them. But you still have to. You still have to. All right. We can move on now. Let me tell you about Swiss America. They want to help you with precious metal investing with all the topsy-turviness of the markets right now. With inflation, I don't know if you heard, inflation, it, it's gone back up a little bit, more than people thought. You got regional banks out there, 10 of them have had their credit downgraded. You got just a mess out there in the market. Swiss America has been sounding the alarm about this and particularly about a secret war on cash. With interest rates squeezing the economy, banks teetering on collapse, Swiss America wants to educate you on how to use precious metals as part of your portfolio, and you can get their shocking report, The Secret War on Cash, right now for free by call or texting 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It's spreading daily between governments and corporations trying to get you not to use your cash so they can control you and your plastic. Go read The Secret War on Cash. It's free. You just mention Eric Erickson, my name, when you call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. That's SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or call them or text them 800-289-2646. Message and data rates will apply. As a matter of fact, today is National Gumbo Day. If you want my gumbo recipe, text the word recipe, singular, not plural. Text recipe, the word, to 33777. You can get my gumbo recipe. I got to play you this audio. It's a little bit hard to hear Nadia Bilbasi. Um, she's from Al Arabia Television and Radio. She's asking John Kirby, I may talk over her a little bit to clarify what she's saying until we get to John Kirby's microphone. I want to press you on the previous question. Good. This administration, good. This administration fought very hard against misinformation. This administration fought very hard against misinformation. So facts matter. So facts matter. When you have misinformation, please to incitement and what to come. So again, whether it's the stories of beheaded babies whether or the stories of beheaded babies or the rapes, that you are 100% sure of these stories sure of they this. prepare us to what to come. And I have in mind the Iraq war, where notable outlet, including many of our here, war, had disseminated misinformation and government lie actually misinformation about by the, the government. The, the war. There's no comparison here. But I'm There's saying, no comparison take, whatsoever. Yeah, I don't take. Uh, somebody else's uh, information as if you don't verify it yourself. So are you saying there's no need to verify it yourself? Because are you, you saying there's no the need to verify your, and yourself? I'm asking my question to you is how do you separate between facts and misinformation? Okay. Um, that, that, boy, that's a, I mean, I taught a whole class at Georgetown on that. I mean, we could talk about this for hours. I mean, look, obviously we take seriously... What's that? <laughs> you're gonna have to register. You're gonna have to register for the class. Um, I'll take the whole course with you. Yeah. I don't know if you can handle the reading list. <laughs> Look, we take it. We take it very, very seriously. Uh, the, the the need to be as factual uh, uh, and certainly truthful as as we can possibly be. It's remarkable to me. The takeaway here is that these these people on the left. These reporters from Arab nations, they cannot accept that Hamas 
chopped off the heads of babies. They refuse to accept what has happened. They refuse to believe it or acknowledge it because they know what that would do would be to provide moral clarity, and they are opposed to adding moral clarity. They want to complicate it. They don't want moral clarity. Because if you have moral clarity in this situation that Hamas chopped off the heads of babies they pulled out of a uh, maternal ward in a hospital, what do you think the world outrage would lead to? Exactly what's happening. And they're trying to delegitimize Israel's response so they cannot acknowledge what has happened. Awful stuff. You still got to love your neighbor. Oh, boy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.